Alright guys, and welcome back to another edition of Just a Guy Talking Football. I am PG Janky. I am the guy talking football. We're going to run it back from Monday. I didn't get a chance to join you guys yesterday, and we're going to give you our post-Week 7 Power Rankings as well. So let's dive in. Big surprise Monday evening. Kirk Cousins decided to uh, blow away that primetime curse he had, and the Vikings beat the Niners 22-17. to Main thing that I saw, guys, I didn't think that everybody saw. San Francisco had a couple crazy turnovers at really unopportune times. I mean, the first, first, let's just go into the first first quarter. First quarter, first drives in Minnesota. I think Minnesota got picked off three plays into the game. Then San Francisco starts driving and is driving well. And within the red zone, running the football, McCaffrey fumbles. Now, does McCaffrey fumble? Yes, from time to time. But just that kind of really flipped the script right there, guys. Because you saw San Francisco dominating on defense. Then they were running the ball, moving the ball in the air, dominating on offense, and then all of a sudden stalled. Boom. Then you watch Minnesota take the ball and drive it 85 yards and score. Okay, that happens. Then the next thing, I believe the Niners missed a field goal, I think, in the next drive. So all of a sudden you're talking about, so they're in the red zone, which could let's just say could have been a field goal, and then they miss another field goal. So that's six points right there. Well, six points actually has them win the game at the end of the game. So needless to say, but the other crazy turnover to an inopportune time, you got Traverius Ward pick off the ball from Kirk Cousins right before half. Pick it off. He's got the interception. Kirk Cousins obviously underthrew that ball. But Jordan Addison stayed with Ward and ended up wrestling the ball away from him when Ward was falling because he was falling forward to make the the, the interception. And he ran it all the way for a touchdown. That was insane to me. So that was a bunch of critical critical plays in the game critical turnovers I'd like to say now Brock Birdie also had one more turnover as well at the end of the game which was very critical because that called game but needless to say those two plays specifically the McCaffrey fumble when they're in the red zone to go up right away because I think if they I think if they put points on the board right there I think Minnesota puts it in their head that oh my gosh here we go we're gonna we're gonna lose Right, and it probably puts a little bit more confidence in San Francisco's head. Like, hey, we're doing this. We're running. We're going. We're going. But instead, you didn't. You saw Minnesota go down and score. So now they're believing, and San Francisco's got a little shakiness. I think, especially from last week. So, needless to say, the defense of San Francisco, they got eight alive by that Minnesota pass. Man, they got eight alive. Now, Kevin O'Connell called a great game for it. Kirk Cousins made some great um, conversions on third down. One to Hawkinson for like th- on a third and 19 and a couple other ones that were just very, very impressive. So my hat's off to Minnesota in this game. I mean, San Francisco, you could have said it could have went the, uh, either way, much like last week. This wasn't as close as last week, I guess you could say. But my hat's off to Minnesota. They they played the way they were supposed to. They played hungry. Now, that's the other thing, too. San Francisco, 
there was a couple drives that you could definitely see the intensity from San Francisco, but I couldn't see the intensity the whole game, much like Minnesota. Minnesota played with a purpose the whole game. And that's the other thing that I want to uh, tip my hat to, and that's Brian Flores. Okay, last couple games, you saw Minnesota. Now, I know the last game they played was Chicago, so you can't necessarily say that much, but they had a great game plan against that Chicago offense. And now this week, much bigger test, San Francisco uh, offense, and had a great game plan for them. I have to say, you know what? It was very impressive the way Minnesota played. My hat's off to them. Um, the last thing that I want to kind of bring up, Brock Purdy. Everybody's kind of jumping on, in and off the train. That's fine. Listen, there was a, cu- the, a couple throws were definitely overthrows, and they looked like inexperienced throws. Probably not the best decision-making, especially on that last play uh, of the game that he threw the interception. But needless to say, I'm not that worried about San Francisco. I think it's good that they get these lessons early. I think it will, you know, they don't want, you don't ever want to cruise. You don't ever want to lose either. But, you know, lessons learned early in the season are, have plenty of time to make up for it, is I guess my, my thought. All right, let's go what my record was last week, which was abysmal, but I think every, uh, every pro's uh, pickings, not calling myself a pro by any means, uh, were as well. So, money line, I was five and eight. Against the spread, uh, four and nine, and over under, I was five, seven, and one with a push. So um, overall, money line for the year, I'm sixty-one and forty-five. Overall, against the spread, I'm forty-one, sixty-two, and three. And over under, overall for the year, I'm fifty-seven, forty-eight, and one. Let's dive right into our power rankings, guys. Just a guy, football power rankings. Number thirty-two on this list. We have the Carolina Panthers. They're the only winless team. This doesn't really need that much definition. They were idle this last week. I don't need to dive into it more. Okay, number 31 on this list. Now, the reason why they're 31 is because they're the only team with one win now. And so I kind of, you know, they had to shuffle back. But I am more of a believer in this team, and I brought it up the other day. This is the Arizona Cardinals. I'm really curious to see what this team's going to do when Kyler Murray gets back. I think he might be a spark. I think it might be a little decent. I know James Conner's still out for a little bit, but this team's got a little bit more fighting in it than the 31st ranking. So we'll see. We'll see where they're at. Um, but Cardinals, number 31 on this list. Okay, number 30 on this list, the New York Giants. Got their second win. Um, wasn't a pretty win. Their defense played pretty well. They beat the Commanders 14-7. I still need to figure out what's going on uh, quarterback-wise. I mean, Tyrod Taylor has added such a spark in this passing offense. They got to kind of wonder what's going on when Daniel Jones gets back. But they got some time to figure out. Good win from the Giants, but they're still 30th on this list. Okay, 29. You got your Chicago Bears, guys. Yep, another win in the books. Really Really good win against the Raiders. Controlled that game pretty much from start to finish. But we'll have to see what's going on. I do like the way that the Bears' defense is playing. They have put to, strung together a couple good games here. Offensive line's playing better. Got to keep proving it. And they got a big, big test this week. Sunday night football against the Chargers. They go out there and beat the Chargers. My, We'll, we'll see how these Bears are looking. Okay, number 28 on this list. 
um, the Denver Broncos. They won. They got two wins um, against two NFC North Division uh, foes, which uh, isn't really something to hang your hat on right now if you if you know anything about the NFC North. But hey, played a little bit better. Defense made some plays when they needed to. Still think that they're going to kind of blow it all up at the end. But Broncos, 28 on this list. 27th on this list is the New England Patriots. Great, impressive win against the Buffalo Bills. Right when everybody was counting Bill Belichick out. Oh my God, should he get fired midseason? Should he get fired today? Should they pack his office? Should he give up GM duties and just be the coach? And yada, yada, yada. Hey, impressive win against your AFC East uh, opponent, the Buffalo Bills, who we thought were a pretty good team. Now, we're kind of questioning that, but we'll see. I mean, it is an overreaction kind of statement, but hey, hats off to New England Patriots. They climbed up to 27th on this list. Now, a team that fell to this spot at 26 has a big potential to fall even further, and that is the Green Bay Packers. I don't know what's going on with them. I I thought they had a pretty decent defense. I, I think they still have a pretty decent defense. I thought Jordan Love, uh, sitting on the bench behind Aaron Rodgers, learned a little bit more. I am really puzzling uh, how well this team's going to play for the rest of the year. Uh, Matt LaFleur, I think, needs to rely more on the run game. I know the run game has been hit and miss. I've seen him run the ball well and lose, though, too. They are really not that great in the pass game. And I don't know if it's just because they have no veterans, uh, pass catchers on that team or what. I mean, they've got youth galore. Christian Watson, second year. Musgrave, I think, rookie or second year. Dobbs, second year. They don't have any veteran leadership in any of the pass catching positions. Not to say that that's going to make the biggest difference, but you kind of maybe need somebody out there that you're like, hey, I got to get this conversion. I need to get it to this guy. Now, they used to have a guy like that in Devontae Adams. I don't think that anybody on their team is going to step up to be a Devontae Adams right now, but we'll see. Packers, very much in trouble of falling down further in this thing, and that a lot of that has to do with Jordan Love's play and the pass game. 25 on this list. The Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know what happened to them. They had two uh, decent wins. But one against the Packers, which obviously we just got my uh, thoughts on the Packers. And then one against the Patriots. And then they got their clocks cleaned by Chicago. Now I get it. They didn't have their quarterback. Yeah, but your defense was supposed to be playing pretty good too. And you let the Bears put up 30 points on you like it was nothing. So... I don't know. Raiders, very much in danger of falling further on this list, too. We'll have to see. Okay, 24. This one was confusing to me. I, I definitely... This 24, 25, and 26 spot, you could probably just shake them in a Yahtzee shaker, put them out, and I don't care what order they come in. That's the Washington Commanders. Really bad game against the Giants. Now, hats off to the Giants' defense, but... Uh, but Eric Bieniemy, One third down conversion? One third down conversion the whole game? One? That's just crazy. Like I said, they were better on fourth down than they were on third down. They got two fourth down conversions. They only got one third down conversion. I don't know what's going on with those commanders. Then you heard Jonathan Allen after the game <laughs> being uh, making a statement that they're very tired of the way that the team plays, which 
could uh, say to me that the locker room is starting to disband a little bit under Ron Rivera, who's been trying his best to hold it together with uh, poor ownership, but now the ownership's changed. I'm smelling a blow-up situation in Washington. I wouldn't be shocked to uh, see if a trade opportunity came up in the next week or two. You're going to start to see some players move, get some draft picks in there. You're going to probably see a new coach in there next year, and I don't know if it's going to be Eric Bieniemy. That was the rumors at first. But I'd be prepared to watch the eject button uh, start to happen on the commanders as they probably start to say, hey, let's get rid of some players, get some draft picks in. We're going to start to rebuild under new ownership. Okay, number 23. They were idle, and they gained a spot, I believe, since last week, and that's the Tennessee Titans. Word's already out that if Tannehill can't play, that uh, Will Levis and Malik Willis will get chances to play. I've been banging the drum for them to get chances to play, even with Tannehill not being injured. So I'm 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 excited for that opportunity. I think they, that offense needs a spark. I think one of those two guys can provide it to them. I'm excited to see what the Titans do. Be on the lookout, though. There are rumors that, well, they've already started trading. They traded two guys, I think, already to Philadelphia. I wouldn't be shocked to see that they trade some more. I think that they're going to definitely start to look at rebuilding a little bit as well there. And the rumors have been out that they're open to trading Derrick Henry, which is kind of crazy to say. But Derrick Henry's getting up there a little bit in age. I still think he's a phenomenal player. But if they can get the proper return... I, I can't necessarily blame them. Okay, number 22 on this list. The Houston Texans. I think that the Houston Texans are gaining steam to be the second best team in the AFC South. I think that you will see them be a pretty competitive team all year. I know that they've been idle this week. I don't need to go into them too much, but I do like the way the Texans are playing for a young team. Number 21. They have... They've fallen about 10 spots over the last week. Or last two weeks, pardon me, pardon me. And that's the Los Angeles Chargers. Guys, I told you on Monday, I'm out. I'm out on them. Chargers are going to be Chargers. They make bad decisions. They put Justin Herbert in bad bad, uh, opportunities. He's not necessarily coming through either. Now people are questioning him as a quarterback. I mean, it's just not stopping. They have Austin Eckler, this excellent running back. He's barely running the football. I don't even think he's break, broke 50 yards in the last couple games. Now, I know he was hurt for a little bit, but he looks healthy now. I don't know what this Chargers team is. I don't know who if they know what their Chargers team is. they got a semi-decent defense, and but the Chargers will be the Chargers, and that lands them at 21st on this list. All right, number 20. This team confounds me some weeks, but it's just kind of the Indianapolis Colts. Man, I don't mind the way they're trying to play football under Shane Steichen. I really don't. I mean, the only thing is Minshew, you got you to gotta stop the turnovers a little bit. He had three fumbles and an interception last week. Now the Cleveland Browns defense was playing out of their minds, don't get me wrong, but got to limit that. But they are fighters, man. They definitely, on offense and defense, they are fighters. Much like the Cardinals, um, I was not expecting much from the Colts this year. They are shutting Richardson down, so it's Minshew's show for the rest of the year, which I don't think is a bad thing. But I'm very curious. I think that they have a lot of positives for a team that I didn't think had a lot of positives. And Jonathan Taylor's back, guys, and he had a pretty decent game last week. I think you start to give that guy the football a little bit more, you might start to see the offense even open up even more. Okay, number 19. The Los Angeles Rams. 
ah, this team, if they didn't let the Pittsburgh Steelers hang around in that game, they should have won that game. They let them hang around, and that's what happens when you let the Steelers hang around. They beat you. But the Rams, I think, have a lot of positives for a team that didn't have a lot of draft picks over the last couple years. Their offense is playing pretty decent. Their defense is playing pretty decent. I think they, you know, they, they are continuing to run the football, which is continuing to open up the pass. It's really funny because, you know, the Steelers had a plan for Cooper Cup and shut him down for like 20 yards, but then Puka Nakua went off for 157. So either way, Stafford's got somebody to throw to. So I like the Rams. I think they're going to climb higher on this list, by the way, by the end of the year. Okay. Now, 16, 17, and 18 on this list is, once again, another one of those Yahtzee shaker moments, and that's because you could shake them up and set them all out, and whatever order they came in, I wouldn't care. But I'll go with what I put down, okay? Number 18 on this list, I got the New Orleans Saints. Number 17 on this list, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And number 16 on this list, I got the Atlanta Falcons. Now, the only thing that I'll kind of put up here is the Falcons, they just beat the Bucks, and the Bucks beat the Saints, so I guess that's where we're at. Any one of these teams needs to step up and win this division, and I don't know if it's going to be the Saints. I They they kind of confound me. I mean, I think, you know, their defense is a very good caliber defense, but then there's points that the offense just stalls. And I don't know why, because I think their offense actually has some decent pieces. Number 17, the Bucks. They play good early in the season. Are we starting to see them break apart a little bit? I don't know. I mean, it was a silly game against um, Atlanta, and you couldn't pull it off. I mean, Atlanta tried to give you that game, Bucks. But needless to say, they're 17 on this list. I think we're going to find out more about them Thursday when it comes to playing in Buffalo. And then number 16 on this list, the Land Falcons. Falcons, I think it's time. I'm sorry, Arthur Smith, I know you listen to the podcast, and I appreciate you listening, buddy. Um, I think it's time. I think Ritter showed you everything that Ritter's going to show you. I mean, three fumbles in the red zone, I, I just, is kind of not acceptable. I mean, you benched Mariota last year. I mean, for Ritter. You got Taylor Heineke on the sideline. I don't know what he's doing in practice. Maybe he looks like complete crap. I don't know. But... He's shown before that he can manage a team a little bit better than Desmond Ritter is, especially for the amount of skill players that you have on that team. Drake London, Kyle Pitts, B. John Robinson, I can keep going. There are pieces there to win that division. I think they might have to get smart and start to figure out how they're going to win that division, and I think it might be on changing the quarterback. All right, 15. I had to hear that dang horn all day on Monday night. And you know how much I love that horn, everybody. The Minnesota Vikings. Yes, you guys have climbed immensely. Couple nice wins. A great win against the top team that I thought was in the league. Played great defense the last couple games. Offenses look, I mean, look phenomenal on Monday. There you go. Minnesota Vikings, you are number 15 on the power rankings. Okay, number 14. We have the Seattle Seahawks. They didn't move uh, up or down from last week. They're in the same spot. Don't mind the way the Seahawks play. It was a little concerning that they didn't blow the Cardinals out by more, but the Cardinals are a pesky team, as we talked about before. Okay, number 13 on this list. Uh, Idle last week didn't move, didn't change. Uh, New York Jets, don't have to dive into them too much. 
12, did not move, did not change, is the Cincinnati Bengals. They were idle last week. Don't have to talk about them. Number 11. Um, I'm starting to choke on that Kool-Aid, Detroit. Thanks a lot, uh, the Detroit Lions. I know it's only two losses. One was an overtime loss, but to get beat that handedly, that handedly, and just look inept on both sides of the football, it's a little concerning in Detroit. You had everybody believing in, you know, Goffin as an MVP, Dark Horse MVP candidate. Oh, do they have the best defense? Are they one of the best teams in the NFC? Well, I'll tell you what. I know everybody has their day and it's any given Sunday, but Detroit, you can't be talked about as one of the class of a conference and go lose 38-6. to So, they got some work to do. I think they'll put it back together. And they got a Monday night game coming up against the Raiders that they can make themselves right. We'll see. They got they got their work cut out for them. They, you know, a lot of people are choking on that Kool-Aid, Detroit. All right, number 10 on this list. couple impressive wins the last couple weeks. The Cleveland Browns, I'm sure a lot of Browns fans are like, hey, why aren't we higher? Well, I get it. But you know what? You got to do. You got to string it together a little bit more. I got to see a little bit more from your offense. I don't know what's going on with Deshaun Watson. I guess he's still hurt. Um, I'm really kind of curious what's going on with him, though. Because, you know, you're hearing too many things of, oh, he was medically cleared, but he doesn't want to play. Or, or was he not ready to play? And they're kind of going back and forth. It's They're tiptoeing. But, you know, a lot of people have brought up the point over the last week. You know, if Deshaun Watson's choosing not to play when he's medically cleared, is the team still going to back him when he gets out there? And I'll be honest with you. When he was out there on Sunday, he looked like crap. So either he's still hurt or something's going on with him. So, But Browns, hey, your defense is out of this world right now. So I, I my hat's off to you there. Miles Garrett is a freak. So, okay, number 10 on the list. Number 9, Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, like I told you, you keep them around, you are playing with fire. And that's what a lot of teams have done this year. They keep them around. The Ravens kept them around. Guess what happened? They lost. Rams kept them around. Guess what happened? They lost. I mean, if this offense could actually pull something together with that defense, ho, 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 ho. But that's the problem. Their offense is a little questionable. I mean, at one point, I think Puka Nakua had more yards than the Steelers' offense did on for, on on Sunday. That if that doesn't tell you something, now it didn't end up that way. But at one point, I think it was in the third quarter. So, needless to say, Steelers' offense—if they could get rolling, they could be a f- big time top ten team. But that defense carries them, and if you keep them around, you see what happens—you're going to lose. All right, couple teams that fell down on this list. Number eight, the Miami Dolphins. I don't know who the Dolphins are right now. I know they have an impressive offense, and I don't think their defense is that bad whatsoever. I mean, they did play the Eagles and lose. I get it. They did play the Buffalo Bills and lose. I get it. The teams they beat are not necessarily really good teams. I got to see what they do against the Patriots this week, which I think they'll handle again. But I think the Dolphins are still a top 10 team, if not a top 5 team. Just, it doesn't help the couple losses that you had, especially when I don't know who the Bills are either. And now Bills are number seven on this list. Buffalo Bills, I don't know who you are. You almost lose to the Giants at home. Now the Giants are playing definitely better football over the last couple weeks. You beat the doors off of Miami, but I don't know who Miami is either, like I just kind of got into. Um, 
you basically get your clock clean by New England for a good half of football. You know, I I just don't know. I, I, I'm a little worried about Buffalo Bills. But you know what? I had those concerns at the beginning of the season, guys. I just don't know if they have enough pieces on offense. And I just don't think that they have the commitment to running the football. If they run the football a little bit more often, I think they would be fine a little bit better. But instead, it's like three quick plays with Josh Allen running around back there like a crazy person. And either it's going to Stephon Diggs or Gabe Davis or no one else. Now, you did see Dalton Kincaid catch a few more in this last game. I'd start writing some more plays for him. they got to have some more options on offense. But I don't know who the Buffalo Bills are right now. I don't know who the Miami Dolphins or the Buffalo Bills are. On paper, they're great teams. But on this one right now, they're in danger of falling even further. Now, Buffalo, if they lose to Tampa Bay on Thursday, which is a big if, that could really show them some things on this uh, on this list. But we'll see. Now, let's go to a couple teams that, that moved up on this list. And I think it was high time that they moved up. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars. Like I said, very underrated defense. I don't even think that anybody's giving that defense enough credit for how well it's playing. Yes, they gave up some points to New Orleans in this last game and had a chance to even lose a game at like a tie slash situation. I don't care. They've scored a touchdown in the last three games. The Buff- uh, the, the Jacksonville defense, that is. I think that the offense is only going to start clicking more and more. ATN's had three straight games of two touchdowns. Uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, supposedly had a little knee injury. Well, now he's had like 10 days to recover from that. He didn't look like he had any knee injury when he played against the Saints. I think the Jaguars are are very much uh, very good team in the AFC, and they could be making a lot more noise moving forward. Another team in the AFC that's making a lot of noise lately, Baltimore Ravens, guys, number five on this list. They took care of business against Detroit. Man, I think they, they got all that news about Detroit being one of the class of the NFC and one of the classes teams of the NFL. And Baltimore said, oh, really? What about us? Phenomenal offensive performance. And I'll tell you what, that defense is nothing to sleep on for Baltimore. It never has been under John Harbaugh. But, man, that offense is really starting to click. I mean, you saw Lamar Jackson, 300 yards in the air, three touchdowns, another touchdown running. Um, I know he did have another fumble. Always something to be concerned about with him, especially when he runs around holding it like a loaf of bread. But, hey, Baltimore Ravens win some games, putting it together. At the end of the day, they could be the the, the AFC North winner uh, division winners, and I think that's where they're going to be. Okay, number four on this list. Didn't play last week, gained a spot. That's the Dallas Cowboys. I am still have a lot of question marks about this team. But for right now, they are number four on this list. I Like I said, I don't have a lot to say about them because they were idle. Let's see how they do this week playing against the Rams, which I don't think is a gimme game by any means. So, Cowboys, number four on this list. Number three on this list. Fell down on the top spot, and that's what happens when you lose two in a row. Niners, 49ers, guys. Um, They're in danger of moving down further if they keep losing. I'm still a big believer in these 49ers. I think they had a couple fluky games, but their defense, man, their defense, which is really solid, has had a couple shaky games against, I'd say, I mean, Kirk Cousins is a pretty decent quarterback, but he's had questionable play, plays this whole season with turnovers on fumbles and interceptions, and then P.J. Walker, too. So those aren't necessarily Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen you're losing to. So Niners, 
I think they're going to take this uh, step as a uh, as a learning tool and go move forward. All right, number two on this list, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, what else can we say? They're playing good football. I'm still concerned that they don't necessarily have a wide receiver to throw to. I, that's not named Travis Kelsey, but whichever. They don't seem to be that concerned about it. They just go, hey, throw it wherever. I mean, Mahomes had 400 yards passing and four touchdowns, so it doesn't matter. I get, you know, he's making me look like a fool saying that they need to go get a wide receiver. So, needless to say. And then number one on this list, handle their business, you know, supposedly against one of the best teams that I thought in the NFL, and, but I'm questioning it now, but the Philadelphia Eagles at uh, number one on this list, handled the Miami Dolphins, took care of business, especially in the second half, which the Eagles tend to do is slow everybody down. And talk about slowing everybody down. That Miami offense put up zero points in the second half on Sunday night when the only points that Miami scored that um, half were on an interception from Jalen Hurts. Now, Jalen Hurts, still a couple questionable turnovers, but Eagles right now, best. I mean, that offensive and defensive line are just, they're no joke, and that's the reason why they're number one. All right, guys, stay tuned. Tomorrow. We're going to preview Thursday night games. I'm going to pick all the games through Sunday. And then I'm going to give you a new um, segment. And that's on Fridays. I'm going to give you the P's and P's. And that is the props and the parlays. Everybody's been asking me. um, Some of the listeners have been asking me, hey, do we got some other things that you'd like to talk about in the betting world? I know you you bet a little bit on the weekend speech. Well, I dabble. I dabble. I definitely dabble. So I'm going to give you the P's and the P's on Friday. And that will include a little bit of college stuff. So stay tuned, guys. we got a couple more segments coming on up for you this week. Other than that, thank you for joining Just a Guy Talking Football with PG Janky. But I am out.